And welcome to episode 269, nice, of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. I'm Brett, and with me as always is Evil Jeff. Hey, darling. Hi. Hi, how was your week off? We took a week off. It was busy. I've been working nonstop. I've worked, uh, I worked 20 days in a row. Oh my gosh. And uh, I don't recommend it. I went out right afterwards that my last name was off. I'm like, I want to go to a bar. And I just was talking to people bar. and people were like, are you okay? And I was like, I <laughs> don't know how to have a conversation that's not involving work. <laughs> I was like, I, I <laughs> my brain any solace, is gone. <laughs> anytime I talk to someone, the only response I ever get is, are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. So I know how you feel. Oh, I did. I did. I went to see a play with a friend and he... It was like a backyard play of the cherry orchard and Justin Kirk, the gay brother from weeds. Okay. Was playing the lead female role. Wow. Was very interesting. Everybody was oh. switching the genders. It was very it was interesting. Like gender bent. But my friend knew everybody Who's because that? he's Chekhov? involved. Yes. Chekhov. And he was friends with like, he just ended up like knowing everybody because he's in the theater scene and I didn't know anyone. And I realized this is the first time that he has hung out with me where I did not know everybody. And I am a super introvert when I don't know people. Yes. And so he's like, are you okay? What is going on with you? And I'm like, are oh, you okay? you've never hung out with me when I'm like around people I don't know. Yeah, this is me. <laughs> this is it. This is introvert. This is your Jeff. friend. <laughs> Take it in. <laughs> are you okay? Um, I had a kind of a moment like that. I went to a little event called FlameCon this weekend. Oh, I'm so mad I wasn't able to go. Oh my God. We have like, to go next year. Let's plan it ahead so that I come next year and we are going to, okay. it's over for these bitches. When you and me are together <laughs> with all of those other people, it's over. It's over. I mean, I do like, it really makes me miss you. If I may start the show with a tender moment. Oh, I, miss, I missed you so much this weekend. Like I, I know I wanted to be there. <laughs> you were, I felt incomplete mm -hmm. because you know, it's the scene girl. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the scene. Um, FlameCon, if you don't know, it is a wonderful event that happens in New York City once a year, typically around this time. Uh, it is put up by Geeks Out, a wonderful organization, a wonderful 501c3. And FlameCon is, it's like actually Cerebro, that podcast, they did a live show. And Connor Goldsmith said it best. It's like a small con. It's like a small con with a big con feel but it's only people you want to talk to. It's like mm -hmm. only people you like talking to because there's yes. no straight people there. It's paradise in some ways. It's like the incels stayed home. Right. And so it's a good time had by all. I had a great time. Um, I went both days. I bought a ton of merch. So first of all, I got to buy some prints from Karen Charm who is on Twitter as Karen X-Men fan, who is a big, big listener and friend of the show. Oh! So got to hang out with her by Prince herself. Prince of what? Emma Frost? Work. I'm Amazing. just guessing. <laughs> no, but I did meet a new friend who was wearing a White Queen t-shirt that was done by Pepe Larraz. 
like those, the her. Oh my god! To be like, where I want that? Right. I was like, where did you get that? And he's like, Amazon. And I was like, I've heard of it. I used to have, and I lost it. I had a, I ha- I still, yeah, I had a Emma Frost and a Kitty Pride. And it was, um, they were Kitty Pride t-shirts, but they were done to look like old 80s Nagel prints. You know, like the cover oh, of a Duran Duran album. I've seen those. Yes, mm-hmm. I've seen those. I don't have either like of them anymore. Nail salons. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Um, I got to buy, oh my God, girl, I cannot wait to show you the prints I got. I got one of Magic, Ileana, mm-hmm. one of Storm, and one of Emma Frost by um, an artist who's doing cover work for Marvel named Sway. I think Sway Art is um, their Twitter handle. But I mean, these drawings, like, just they serve cunt. I mean, I think the Emma one is going to be a variant cover of, or like a cover of Immortal coming up um if it wasn't already but it's these are i've never seen anyone capture iliana rasputin like this in my life like her face i'm like that's her girl wait until you see it it's her love it i'm like this is her so it was so fun so many great booths and vendors and the crowd is incredible chuck tingle was there i didn't get to see him speak but like he's a little iconic to me um look him up if you don't know who that is uh, like I said, Cerebro was there. Oh, our friends, the boys at Homo Superior X, our second favorite podcast, they did a whole like game show panel where they Love it. had Jay Jordan and Charlie Jane Anders. Charlie Jane Anders is the trans writer writing who created Escapade Girl. Oh, and the great. Turtle. Oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah, and so the whole like uh, the main segment of this whole panel game show thingy they did, which was so much fun, um, was twenty five thousand dollar pyramid where they had an audience member paired up with a panelist, and you had to guess round one was X Men teams, round two was X Men characters, and round three was X Men events, and Charlie Jane Anders got paired up with this bitch. Yes! Oh my god, there's a video of it so, anywhere? Yeah, there's I there I think they did record it. Um I've got a selfie of of me and her um on our Insta, but it was so much fun. Was She's it X-Men amazing. Events? She's so funny. Hmm? Was it X-Men it was Events the one you did? One. We oh. no, we, you did all three. Oh, oh, okay. We did How all did three you do? and did you win? we 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 got zero points, but just because we didn't <laughs> win each round. But like we got a lot of correct answers, but it was fu- it was funny. We were like a match made in heaven because I'm like trying to hit it from all angles. I'm trying to get her to say syllables. <laughs> you know, she's like, uh, oh, my God, I know this. Uh, like, she's very just a, like a nervous energy type of person. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, and again, a great room of like the jokes are these deep cut X-Men jokes. Every conversation you have is well every conversation i had is in one way shape or form about the x-men with another homo it's FlameCon is like not about the x-men by any stretch but there is just a strong contingent of like 30 ish year old gay men who are all pretty cute and sexy by the way who are really into x-men like love it i mean so you gotta come next year i'm gonna come all yes. over their faces. I know. I came all over. I came all over the place. I feel so bad for geeks out. I just <laughs> everywhere. 
Um, That's but awesome. It was so great. I'm trying to think of like what else happened because there were so many just like fun moments. But I don't know. FlameCon like definitely make plans next year if you haven't been. Did anybody like to go? Did anybody like know who you are? Like when you were introduced as who you were? Girl, yes. Um, I want to hear about people, that. Like stuff. people came up to me like at the party and was like, "Are you Brett from CBQ?" Yes, love your show. Thank you so much. There was one guy at the con who after. This is so funny. He was at the game show that Homer Spear X did that I was in. And girl, you know, you put me in front of a microphone. You get me on a stage. You get me at a day. It's like, I'm cutting yeah. it up. You're going to hear yeah. it. You know, I'm I'm going to I'm going to try to main character it. And I did. And much to the chagrin of many people, I'm sure. This guy comes up. He's like, you are so funny. You should have your own podcast. And I was like, I do. And it's called Comic Book Queers. And he's like, oh, I should check it out. I'm like, how does this bitch not know? So I showed, I was like, yeah, it looks like this. And he goes, oh, he goes, you're on Evil Jeff's podcast? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm the other one. <laughs> At first I thought he was he goes, saying like, I do listen to it, but you should have your own podcast without <laughs> Evil Jeff. Oh, no, no, no. No, no. He had no idea That's that I'm the other guy oh, on Evil yay. Jeff's comic book podcast. Yeah, Being recognized. I thought you'd like that one. Yeah, I did. I do. Yeah. And it's just like um, Gray Malkin Lane is another podcast who I met Chad of Gray Malkin Lane, who did another. He did an uh, X-Men fashion panel. Hello. It was just literal like gay X-Men geeks, like clucking away like geese <laughs> in this room of just like everybody shouting their opinions about the X-Men's Hellfire Gala outfits and swimwear and <laughs> outfits. We Can we pitch a panel for them next year? Hell yeah. All right. And we then can. In separately, fact, I want to us do, and Homer um, Superior talked about doing one together. Yeah, yeah. I want to do also, I would love to just have like a an X-Men improv show. There was a, we should totally do that. Oh, you know, oh, there's another idea floating out there that we'll talk about after the show. I don't want to publicize it. You're going to love it. Okay. Yeah. You're going to love it and it's going to happen and we're going to be a part of it. Yeah. Listeners, you're not going to know. You don't know shit. You'll have to come to Flame you don't know to find shit. out. <laughs> well, we've been talking right. a lot about these hot topics in X-Men. How about we actually talk about the X-Men? Let's talk about the X-Men comic books. Hit the music. I was reading X-Men comics in a cocktail bar. That much is true. Yeah. All right, girl. Hey, girl. What are we talking about first? We missed two weeks. So we've two got weeks. two weeks of X-Men books. So we've got yeah. Magneto 20. I mean, I'm sorry. I said Magneto 25. That's not even a comic book that ever existed. Um, X-Men 25. Well, last week, no, sorry, two weeks ago, whatever, we had X-Men 25 and Astonishing Iceman number one. You want to talk about those two? Yeah, let's do it. What do you think of X-Men 25? I mean, Kitty Pride. I mean, it's, it's now Kate, it's like Kate Pride. Is it Kitty again? Uh, I don't know. I guess it's still Kate. Well, I mean, she. But now it's Shadow. It's Shadow Cat. That's what it is. Now it's Shadow Cat with a K. Bringing back Shadow Cat. She, she saves someone. They're like, who are you? She goes, I'm Shadow Cat. It's spelled with a K. Yeah. So it opens with Kitty. She's still got the bandage on her nose. So she's giving early Marauders. Yeah. So this is a flashback to early Marauders when Kitty found or Kate found out that she could not go through the gates. She winds up sitting on a bench with her rabbi. 
Yeah. A lovely woman who feels a little anti-mutant. <laughs> yeah. Little well, bit. it's also, I was a little, as someone who's against all religion, I was a little checked out at that point. I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Do you know the whole time I'm like, it, this is Mystique, right? She's giving Mystique energy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it's adorable. And then we, that's the past. And like, we really see the juxtaposition of Kate then versus Kate now when a bloodied, fresh off Krakoa massacre, Kate shows up at the mansion of all places. Mm-hmm. Because that's where she did. She hid all of her stuff from Ogun? Ogun? Yeah, from Ogun. So do you know what this is referencing, Ogun? Do you know, like, that was the... um, That's where she became the the ninja. Yeah, it was the Kitty and Wolverine. Kitty and Wolverine series. series. Yeah, hell yeah. You know I read that shit. That's what... Hell yeah. I always loved Kitty Pride in the blue Shadowcat outfit is my favorite Kitty Pride. That's the outfit oh, sure. she had when she joined Excalibur. So I am, yeah, it's iconic. So I am all about it. But you see her, she gets this, and you're kind of like, okay. But you also see her like she's covered in blood, and you're assuming she's covered in blood still, I guess, from from the events. Yeah. But later we're no gonna find to, out it's no not wash off. It's not exactly from the the gala it's from what happens after the gala is why oh she's yeah covered in which blood. which emma later in this issue really wants to know what happened because yes. emma knows what happened but she wants to hear kitty say it but before we can we cut to dr stasis reading the coverage of the krakoan massacre yeah and it's completely and have, changed. It's completely rewritten. The X-Men are all at fault. The X-Men are, it was all a trap. They're the ones that killed everybody. They didn't do anything. They were trying to save everyone. And we got Firestar as the traitor. Firestar is being publicly showcased, like heralded as this wonderful traitor of mutant kinds who, who went on the side of humanity and then they're like, hey, push on the gate a little bit to show everybody that it's solid, that you can't go through anymore. And she does. And when her back is turned to the paparazzi in the crowd, she starts to cry. Yeah. Oh, my God. She is heartbroken and terrified. Yeah. Do we still know who Captain... Do we know who Captain Crocodile is? No, we is? do not. Okay. We do not. Um, <laughs> we also see Ben Urich. Uh Anytime you see Ben Urich writing in his little notepad, yeah, Marvel's be an article. ace reporter, you know he's on to some bullshit. Yeah. You know? Like if you well, see it's like watching if it, like if the watcher is in the sky, you know it's big. If Ben Urich is I'm behind sure a telephone Urich, booth. Well, I'm sure Ben Urich also is pretty well aware of shit even before any of this went down. I'm sure he knew oh, shit that was He has his number. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He's working on his Orcus expose. Yeah. Which should be the name of a mutant. And then or we have um Phalong is talking to the president. All of the fucking Iron Man Sentinels are all over the place, hovering everywhere. Would you like two for the backyard of the White House? And the president's like, yeah, great. So it's just a full-on anti-mutant panic. 
And then we get to Dr. Stasis. Yeah, we get to Dr. Stasis. He's got fucking Cyclops locked up. Yeah, and this this page of Dr. Stasis walking in the room and just walking closer and closer to the camera is incredible. Is this Stefano Caselli? I think it is. Yeah, the art is great. Great art. Yeah, I mean, that's part of why Kitty hits in the original, in the first few pages, back from the original Marauders days because it's the same artist. Yeah. I believe. I'm making shit up. But Cyclops, oh my God. Eyes sewn shut. His eyelids are sewn shut. Ugh. Disgusting. I hate it when that happens. He says, go fuck yourself. He screams it. Go fuck yourself. Yes, that's right. And Stasis is like, I'm sorry, but I'm like, I think there's a little fruitiness in all of the Sinisters. In all of these. It's not just Spade's Sinister. uh, No, I think Club Sinisters. Yeah, yeah. I think Nathaniel Essex himself had some issues he was not willing to look at. Like his latent homosexuality. That's probably why he's into genetics. Write me that story. Write me... Yeah, he was just trying to cure self-loathing homophobia, just trying to cure his own gayness. I know. Well, that's I will say. I think the reason I am evil, Jeff, is because of all the shit. The reason I kind of went to the dark side is because people bullied me for being gay. I think if I wasn't gay, I would be a very like, oh my god, isn't it a great day today? (laughs) I'd be a very like (laughs) happy-go-lucky person. Hardened you. It yeah. hardens all of us, girl. It made me into an evil villain because you have to. That's how you, what you have to do to survive. Speaking of gay evil villains, what do you think Mr. Sinister is going to do when he finds out Dr. Stasis put his hands inappropriately on Scott Summers? I think he's going to fucking kill him. I think he's going to be like, nobody touches him but me, energy. Oh, you think Mr. Sinister... I think Mr. Sinister head is going to be like, did you fucking touch Scott Summers? Yeah. And then he's going to do something horrible to Stasis. Yeah, I think in the end, it's going to be weird where I have a feeling Sinister gonna is root. going to be the one to take down... We're going to root for Sinister! We're going to root for Sinister. If but we Sinister also don't see how like, he is oh, since on. he realized everything he did... In the in the sins of sinister, yeah, that yes. probably changed him. Where he's like, "Oh, this is all terrible, and I can't live like this. It was awful." I think so. I mean, like, I remember that event ending, and I'm like, "He's learned nothing," but we'll see. But now, this is the kind of shit I'm talking about. This is, I like where we are in these books right now. Mm-hmm. Give me the X Men as underground resistors to fascism. First of all, that whole press conference in Washington Square Park with Firestar crying and Ben Yurick, so fascist. Yeah, pretty fascist. That's some Trump shit. Yeah. And now we got the underground, and now we've got Kitty Pride scarily walking through walls. <laughs> I jumped. Yeah, they're all kind of hanging out where the Morlocks were. Yes. Um, and basically, she's like, I'm doing my own thing. And Sink and Talon, it's Talon? Yeah, uh, uh, the old older X twenty three. They're kind of in charge, and they're just like, "Hey, um, hey, hey, girl!" <laughs> and she's basically like, um, like, "Fuck off! I'm just doing my own thing. I'm I'm just I gonna mean, I'm gonna just you know wreak havoc, bitches." She's given old school Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I love it. And I love that. I mean, these are our X Men. Our X Men are Sink Talon, 
Shadowcat, Rasputin, and Ms. Marvel. That's where we are. Mm-hmm. Incredible. And so Sink's like, you know, are you okay? She's like, yeah, fuck you. I need you here. Okay, good. Fuck you. Yeah, she's just, she's like, she has zero fucks left. And she's like, I'm going to keep doing my own fucked up shit. And I'm, and he's like, well, what's going on? You don't need to know. I'll talk to you later. Like, she's just, basically, she's doing a lot of killing. And I think, and and we don't know this yet, but that's what it is. It's good. And I, I want to talk about this later when we get to that. Is This is a, this is a huge change for Kitty Pride. She's entered the steps that not many X-Men, most X-Men don't kill. The X-Men that kill. Let's let, let's go through who are the X-Men that kill. There's Wolverine. I, yeah. There's Psylocke. I mean, Psylocke. Wolver- well, a lot of yeah, the X-Force of the people. X-Force, you know. So it's like Warren, those X-Force Rizington's. people. Yeah. Got a Rain Sinclair eating her dad. Um, yeah. <laughs> but. That wasn't but murder. Most, that was just food. Yeah. But, but this is, this is, she's gone down a dark side that uh, her character is completely different after this. And I'm kind of living for it. I love it. I love. I mean, she took a real dark turn um, after the trauma of Krakoa. Sink sends her on a mission. She has to go to um, the Orca stronghold on Jupiter, right? Or like in on space. Jupiter. I thought she was going to Araco. Yeah, I gotta. I gotta check back in on that. It's been. It's been. Two I think. Weeks. Didn't she, I thought she went there because all. Um, oh yeah, she's on Araco. She goes to Araco, but Araco doesn't give a fuck about any of the, the people from Earth. Right. But there's still there's like there is underground resistance. Oh, it's oh the guy that got sent to Araco is there. Like um the guy that got forced through the gate. Yeah. Isn't he the guy that like almost got his powers taken away and that like in a few issues ago? Oh, in, in the, the X Men. Yeah, maybe yeah. it could be. Anyway, so then we see Forge realize that the children of the vault are out but then we get to emma or should i say hazel stark's new secretary (laughs) in her moira cosplay Mm -hmm. um fun fact the outfit she's wearing is the outfit she wore when she first showed up to Kitty Pride's house. You're right. In you're the right. Phoenix saga. You're right. It is the same outfit, except she's got a new wig on. Yeah. So, hey, what's her name? Hazel. Hazel says that she um, basically kind of warped her parents' minds so Ms. they Marvel's don't remember so Miss Marvel's yeah. parents, so that they don't remember she died. I'm like, don't wasn't a lot of people at her funeral. Right. Yeah. Did she do it to everybody? Uh, I, I think she just did it to the family. Because everyone else is going to be like chill about it. Like, oh, you died and came back. Welcome to the club. But her family is going to have reactions. And Emma was like, just stay here, be a kid. But she shows back up and she's like, I'm a mutant now. I'm an X gene. I have an X gene. I'm an X man. Yay. Yay. We love her. Um, and then these X-Men, these underground X-Men meet up with the Uncanny Avengers uh-huh. and Rasputin says to Deadpool, I've heard of you clown. Give me a wide berth. 
<laughs> and I just love Hazel. Is like Catherine a word, please? Yeah. What happened? And, and she's Kitty, just like, you don't need to know about it, bitch. This it's genius. Like it ends with Emma going, "What happened to you?" And then they cut to it, and oh. it's a long scene of Kitty killing people in very disgusting ways. And the thing is, is she falls into, she's in Israel, right? Uh, yeah, Jerusalem, yeah. yeah. Which is another whole thing. The fact that she falls in Israel, where it all started, yeah. and she's Jewish. Yeah. She And then there's a bunch of Orcas people. And so she's like, wait a minute, you know what? I'm the only mutant that can go through these gates. Nobody needs to know. No one can know about this. No, and when she realizes, when she realizes no one can know about this, she realizes she I have to, to murder every single one of you. And I love when they all laugh, like, "Oh, what are you going to do?" And she's like, "Bitch, I'm a fucking ninja." She's gonna. I'm gonna put your gun in your head. She's a ghost. Like, she's a literal ghost ninja. You. Yeah, and she, it's finally. She, no, go ahead. What were you gonna say? She throws one guy into another guy Uh and then they just become stuck as one body. And this is also showing, which hasn't been really, um, it's looking like she's able to control when people solidify. Usually it was when she lets go of things. But I think in this, it looks like she has more control. And I bet you that's when she got resurrected her powers increase a little you get that little upgrade and she can now control when people solidify and don't solidify and because she was never a killer we never saw any of this shit before of like hey i'm gonna just oh this gun i'm gonna take the gun and put it inside your head and let go and let it solidify like she's putting people halfway through the ground letting them solidify like yeah the one we were talking about in people i mean people are people she's putting people in people like it's people in people yeah, it's, it's fucking horrific. crazy. Yeah. It's horrific. And she really needed to blow off some steam after that night. But they do this long scene. And then she she sees the Orcus guy that the X-Men saved not too long yeah. ago. And he's like, no, they saved me. And she's like, what a fucking shame. And cracks his fucking neck. Yeah. And, and then, then it cuts back. Cut and he's, back. Like, he's like, nothing happened. She goes, nothing. <laughs> after you see. It is so masterful. Yeah. And Emma doesn't even try to read her mind, which we love. Yeah. And Kitty, and I was like, well, where the fuck are you going? And I was like, Kitty's like, oh, I'm going to go kill fucking Firestar. Oh, my God. Yeah. So now we're like, oh, fuck, because there's one other person that said they were going to go kill Firestar. And that's Rogue. Rogue. So we have like, Rogue the two and scariest, like going to fucking kill Firestar, fuck who up. is an undercover agent for dead Jean Grey trying to save everybody. And you're like, but, I, uh, but Jean just say, when, when Firestar is like, what if someone like, what if they come to me? She's like, tell them the truth. Like, yeah. So hopefully Firestar. Well, but will they give her a chance? Yeah, right, right. Will they believe her? I'm sure Gene did something where it's like, no, Gene said if you touch my elbow, all will will be made clear. Yeah. Speaking of touching bodies, Astonishing Iceman. Touching bodies. He touched someone's body. (laughs) <laughs> astonishing Iceman. apparently it looks like uh he did not fully die 
because Romeo, who is an empath, was able to gather the emotions of him and he found his emotions in ice or water and was able to suck it all together enough for him to reform himself. Uh, he's so Iceman was resurrected through the power of gay love. Yeah. Gross. No. <laughs> but the problem Ew. is he he only has a few hours and then he has to go back to Romeo to kind of re to kind of like re bring him back yeah. together. Yeah. So this is a, so, and now it's like, talk about, and, but then poor Romeo was like stuck in Antarctica and being like, well, I didn't sign up for all of this. Now I'm just like your keeper, but whatever. Oh, um, no, right. Of course they're in San Francisco. Um, they weaponized <laughs> a bunch of technology that's attacking people and detecting it, anyone like, with, with a, with a, with a gene. Uh, the and X it like gene. turns your, it turns other technology into like sentinel technology. So like people's iPhones are becoming little sentinels. Exactly. So you're like, fuck. Guess, uh, guess, uh, you know, oh no, I just bought, spent all this money on a new iPhone and now it wants to kill me because I'm immune. Great. 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 This is what I get for getting the iPhone 15. But Iceman shows up and he's like, hey, girls, I was just in a bathhouse in San Francisco and I saw things were going wrong. And here I go. I'm going to kill these little things. And this one guy, he's not even a mutant. He was just doing the X, the X drug. He's doing like the X drug that like makes you a mutant for like a second. Yeah. And, uh, and then he basically... Um, grabs and kisses this dude and this i want to say there's some people complaining for you saying that this is like non-consensual and i guess for me i've read it as consensual i did too you know who I, like i feel like unless you're a slutty gay man you don't get the language of eye contact <laughs> like yeah there is i think like, there yeah I, th that guy's already looking, and I'm looking like, at each other like you fucking damn. saved me and i think and like, like he moved it. forward i think and we don't see that yeah i i there's think no grabbing yeah there's yeah. an embrace there's like a, a mutual embrace I, I think yeah let's not let's not cancel Iceman just yet i mean do you know how many times i've like met a guy and just been like oh hey how are you oh hey how are you and then we just start making out but there's an eye thing but there's an eye contact thing Yes, Where the consent. You're looking at each other like the you want to eye contact and consent happens instantaneously. And if you get it wrong, the person turns their head and is like, "Beat it!" Um, I forgot. No, ill. Yes, there is. It's cruising, the art of cruising. And if anyone can cruise, it's the art of cruising. It's a fag in San Francisco. There you go. Orcus is pissed off because they're like, we thought Iceman is dead. What is he doing here? And then we see him with Romeo and it kind of shows how he like, you know, reconstituted Romeo. And this is a bit, this is bad for a relationship. You know, there's things where you're like, oh, I need you. I don't like relationships where it's like, I need you. You want to, wa you want to be together, but he literally needs him. No, yeah. Otherwise he die he disappears and dies. Like what if Romeo's like, oh, I'm kind of like not into this anymore, but I guess I, know, I can't right? do it. Cause if I break up with you, you die. Ugh, but I'm a nice guy. That's so too much pressure. Stay. <laughs> it's so much pressure. It's so much pressure, but the first, like, when Romeo is able to do, like, when he reforms Iceman, when they show it for the first time, 
like just little darling Bobby just like staring blankly at him smiling is so cute. Yeah. It's very heart stopper. Oh. Fart popper. It's about you should do that with the show you're on. All right. Um, I know you didn't want to talk about it, so I won't. We'll talk about Iceman. Gay stuff next week. Okay. So Iceman, it's cute. Oh, it ends with like, you know, their Orcus is like, oh, let's go kill his mom, and then he'll like show up to save her. <laughs> Which I'm so like, we can capture uh, we're, the fan base is fine with it, actually. We yeah, they already him. killed the dad, and we were happy about that. So kill the mom. They're so mean. Uh, yeah. They're so mean. Um, very cute. Iceman, very cute. Oh, I, I, like, I hope he'll be fine. Like, I just, one of my least favorite X-Men tropes is my powers aren't working right. I hate it. I hated it so much when Bendis did it with Emma and Scott. Like, I hate it. I hate it when they did it with Danny Moonstar, like when she got thrown against that machine and she couldn't, and like, I hate it. I feel a feeling they're going to, it's going to be figured out pretty quickly, I guess. I like, I just don't want them to do like another, like he has to wear that belt Loki gave him because his powers are out of control. I did. I hate that that shit. Yeah. Well, all right. Now we got to go into last week's books. We got, Ghost Rider, Wolverine, number one. We've got Children of the Vault, number one. We've got Immortal X-Men, number 14. And yes, we have Magneto, number one, by J.M. Dematis. Um, but we're not I talking about I don't want that. to talk about that. Um, <laughs> let's, I mean, Children of the Vault, I don't care. I really don't care. I feel like they they missed the avenue was back when rogue and mystique and iceman were on a team together that's when children of the vault were interesting you can't come 15 years later and expect me to give a shit i just don't i truly am like stop trying to make children of the vault happen this is when i thought it would be cool when seraphina showed up in like house of x or powers of 10 whatever right didn't that happen like they found seraphina and like you're like oh my god hickman's gonna bring back the children of the vault I thought they were going to be more like an Orcus. Like they are the ultimate transhumans because they're all just evolution. But no, they just wound up being like a mosquito flying around for the entire Krakoan era. So I don't, and like, I didn't, it's no secret. I don't love the Supernova's run. I don't love Rogue's team Yeah, with the masterminds and the cannonballs. I didn't love it. Yeah, it's not great. It wasn't, it didn't look like an X-Men team to me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I do love Cable and Bishop, though. Yeah. Cable and Bishop. And especially because they, and it brings up their whole history of how they, you know, for there's a long period of time where Cable was trying to kill Hope and was just chasing uh, Cable through time, trying to murder Hope. So, you know, I like that they're addressing all of that. That's fun. That's fun. Do you know what I liked the most about this? The first what? few pages. Yeah. With the lithium fields and the yeah. kid. I loved that. Because that shit's real. And I love that they're, you know, showing it. Yeah, but this it's basically, having... but it's setting up a whole thing of the children of the vault are these new saviors trying to help everybody, but it's a trick. And I'm like, isn't Orcus doing that? Why do we need two people doing, two groups of people doing that? Yeah. 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 
I mean, it's, you know, it's like they're like bastardizing what the X-Men did. And like, no, it's it's not medicine that's going to make you want to kill somebody. It's other stuff. It's fun. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's fine. And the art isn't that great. I tell you what, I do love Cable's like talking tattoo. I love that like fairly recent development. Mm hmm. But yeah, I feel like we don't have anything else to say about it. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, it was pretty much what I expected. What wasn't what I expected was Ghost Rider Wolverine number one. Yeah. Like, call me crazy, <coughs> but Wolverine I confused. Wolverine approaching the spirit of vengeance after the mutant massacre of Krakoa isn't about getting back at orcus okay it's about some kid from their past yeah why is it not about getting vengeance on orcus yeah yeah it's like oh i don't care all the mutants were murdered but i don't care i mean that's also the other thing is it because they 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 do that on purpose when he like went after and destroyed beast's ship he was like i'm done with krakoa and he like walks away yeah but 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 yeah yeah, it was like a subtle setup to this. I guess, Very but tangential. I Yeah, I am like, okay, whatever. Or, okay. I got confused because when it went to the past, I thought they yeah. were going into Johnny Blaze's past, and I don't know Johnny Blaze's history. So when it was like this little kid coming to Xavier, I was like, oh, is that Ghost Rider? Is a kid going to Xavier? But then there was Kitty Pride and Wolf. And I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, I was like, wait a minute. How old is Johnny Blaze? Are we supposed to believe that now this is like 15 years ago? So Kitty Pride is like in her 30s now? And I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, no, 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 no. These people that were murdered are now being murdered. Like, oh, this kid is, oh, okay. I have it all mixed up. Yeah. But that being Twisted said, bodies. it was just like a little kid who's attached to a demon and the demon murders people that whoever he's around. And Wolverine was like, you stink like a demon kid. Get out of here. We don't want to help you. And apparently they had like an incident um, with this kid. And now it's years later. The woman who adopted him, who worked at the adoption place, dies in the same way and that same like where all the bodies are mutilated together and now they're like we need to get motorcycles and drive off and find this kid we need to get our motorcycles quick and i think it's just going to be one of those things like well you never came to help me i asked for help and you didn't help me so now i'm going to kill people yeah you're like okay whatever all right whatever okay killian from iron man 3 yeah i just can't believe it's not about orcus yeah yeah, it doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah. And then we had Immortal X-Men number 14. Uh-oh. What happened? <laughs> what happened? We get we have some What uh, didn't happen? We have some uh Shaw. We kind of see Shaw got This played. motherfucker. Can we talk about Sebastian motherfucking Shaw? Um, we open with Xavier is just traumatized. He is staring blankly into space with a beard. Mm-hmm. Who knew he could grow such even facial hair? I'm surprised. Yeah. He never. I've never seen him with stubble. Have I? I don't think so. He's been really good about keeping clean shaved. Yeah. Through it all. No more. No more. 
I'm pissed because um, so I murdered everybody. He's reliving his trauma. Meanwhile, Shaw. Meanwhile, Shaw is taking away his own mutant powers voluntarily, which, okay, I'll buy it. And then he says, though, to be honest, he goes there, no longer a mutant. Though, to be honest, I was never really a mutant. I just had a mutant gene. I know that queer. <laughs> I know that queer. I know, right? Right? I know that gay. Yeah. Gross. I like girls. I mean, so, no, sorry. I like men. Why would I like someone femi? That's who that is. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Fuck, uh, fuck Shaw. Fuck Shaw right up the butt. Calling this this woman who's just trying to help, poor Siobhan. He's calling her Tessa. <laughs> yeah, it's like I can't. I don't have Tessa. time to remember another name. This sniveling motherfucker thinks he owns Krakoa. He don't. So well, the thing he technically he owns him. the land, but he doesn't have access to any, all the money the and everything. No, was no taken monetary away. Value. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's fine. So he summons Mother Righteous. She's like. Never make a deal with a magician. Yeah, you fucked up. Basically, you fucked up. Also, hey, I think I think my my guess was correct. Seems Emma did sign over Hellfire to Wilson. Yep. And Kingpin is our new white king. And he's out at the Hellfire Club. And Shaw is out. So no powers, no Hellfire Club, no money, but you still own Krakoa. Emma showing up like Scarlet Witch in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> showing up from behind and whispering in his ear. Just and serving kind. When he's on that Shaw's boat, dreams. is he with, is that Celine that he's with? It is very much Celine. <laughs> yeah, just like laying, tanning with a big black hat and black bathing suit. She's I a vampire. It. Tanning. Yeah, love it. <laughs> <laughs> like... Um, she's fucking incredible. I don't know, Celine lately. I've been really feeling Celine. <laughs> but they keep saying, look, we keep trying to go to Krakoa, but there's all these like monsters there. And he's like, what? Why are there monsters there? We then cut to uh, Krakoa with Charles and Emma is like, look, and she's the one we called it out. She calls him out and is like, look, you arrogant piece of shit. Just because you can't hear the people's voices does not mean they're dead. We do not know if they are dead. So stop making it all about you, bitch. <laughs> I just love like she keeps calling him and calling him telepathically. And then she just starts talking. And Emma has so much going on right now. I mean, she's arguably the leader of the yeah. mutant resistance. Yeah. And she's checking in on Charles Xavier, like checking in just like, are you okay? I mean, smart to keep him close, obviously. Yeah. And he's just like, fuck off. They're dead. I know I just leave me alone. Oh, he's I'm gone. just going to leave me alone. And then as soon as the Orcus people show up, boom, he, he telepathically makes them see the monsters and they run away. Yeah. But finally. Which, I mean, he's, yeah, oh, he's like, he's the true protector of Krakoa now. Like the role he always thought he played. <laughs> he's actually playing it now. But finally, we see these people are not dead. Oh, my God. They're somewhere called Nowhere, No When. That was the location that's listed that's in That's the location. In some desert land, we see Exodus, Hope, and uh, Destiny. 
And Destiny's all like, where's my wife? Where's my wife? And Hope's like, shut up, you dumb lesbian bitch, and slaps she her. She smacks in the face. her. Yeah. Pull it together, that is so bitch. Hope. First and of all, they, yeah. You, it, all of this imagery, this, all of this religious Christian, like Jesus, 40 days in the desert stuff. It's just, it's really powerful to me. Like, typically that's not my vibe. But it's not my vibe at it all. It is here. It is here, though. I, I, it, I like it for Exodus. I like it for this moment. I think Exodus is going to get a big push as a character. I think mutants are going to wind up following him after this whole ordeal. I mm-hmm. also like, first of all, he's gay, too. Let's not forget this. Yeah. I also like that he's with two characters named Destiny and Hope in this situation it's like exodus the the he's with the messiah and the prophet yeah i I don't i'm feeling it which is very out of character for me well we'll see what happens i mean if it's going to be this stupid 40 days and 40 nights and then i'm going to be like all right whatever where do you think they are i do not know i don't know i guess they're not on earth can i make a guess okay where I think this is the white hot room. Oh, okay. I think Jean's there. Oh, all right. I'm down. I'm down for that. Or is this like Mother Righteous bottle stuff? I don't think so. We don't know. But that's the thing is when they, who controlled, did they, were they controlling where the mutants went when they went through the gate? I think they were, but I think something happened. Do you think that was curse? It could be. Although I, I'm still holding that curse is going to be responsible for whatever's happening in the book Realm of X. That's just a guess. But I don't know. Mother Righteous did something. A higher power intervened. I, I don't know. Someone fucked up. Speaking, yeah, speaking of curse, I'm not fully caught up, but I've been reading some of... I've been catching up on X-Men Green. Yeah. And I finally got to the part where curse literally takes her curse away and it kills and her. And dies. And it kills her. It kills her. But by this point, what's her nuts? Uh, Nature Girl is like, no, no, it wasn't you. And I think it was her. I think it was her that made her evil, but it's too late. Absolutely. Curse is very powerful. Like, I don't know if you get to the point where at some point in that story, it's revealed that Xavier can't read her mind. That she's no, you can't. That's why she's not being controlled. That's why she's screaming. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Because you can't mind control her. She's very powerful. Yeah. She might have did something to all of it. Who knows? But I guess we'll find out. And then that little insect boy who I love, who that little insect boy, his name is Kafka. I've looked him up. He's just, I always feel like he's the little boy on Krakoa that is always witness to horrible things just because he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Like he was the one that found Storm in the Gene Emma giant size thing where they go into Storm's mind. But I just like him. I don't know. You know, like sometimes there's a background character that you're just like, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I I love that little guy in the background. That's how I am about Kafka. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how the X-Men comics? Yeah. Well. How about that shit? Well, well, well. Well, 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 well. Um, what's next? What do we have to look forward to? I think there's some other comics that maybe we should be reading besides X-Men. 
Ooh, okay. Let's uh, talk about other comic books. Hit the music. Comic, 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 comics that I have read. There's other comics than the X-Men. But who cares, really? Um, Who wants to go first? You read something that wasn't in Marvel, right? I did. I just, like, yeah, I read a fun book um, by David Booher. Um, it was a book by, it's a book by Dark Horse that there was a volume one that I read. Uh, volume two is now out, issue one. It's called Killer Queens. Um and listen, the tagline is they put the sass in assassin. So obviously this is a book we're going to pick up. Um, it's fun. Love it's it. like if Saga was just more horny and cartoony um, in terms of like the setting and the characters. Like it's very like weird space um, kind of stuff. You've got Max. He is an assassin and his partner is Alex. She is an assassin. Um, and this story picks up with them basically picking up a bounty, um, hearing that some prince uh, from some planet, um, a prince who is non-binary, although uh, family back home royalty will not accept their non-binary status, um, escapes and Alex catches wind of it. Alex becomes interested in this escaped uh, prince and Max has no idea why. And so Alex makes them go try to find this prince also. Um, And then it comes out that Alex and the prince are lovers. Well, you'll have to read it to find out. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Fucking. Um, But it's a book like it's just it's another kind of um, it's not quite at the quality level of Black Flamingo, right? Mm -hmm, Mm hmm. Yeah. But But it's that same kind of sassy, fabulous gay male super hot character that's just kind of a dumb bitch but highly skilled love that archetype this book is fun killer queens 2 pick it up pick it up faggot pick it up faggot um i'm also reading just to catch you up on night terrors that dc Mm -hmm. event yeah um, you know, I liked it because the only like everyone's asleep, trapped in their nightmares. The only characters that are awake are robots and Zatanna. So I'm like, okay, I'm in. Um, but then in the main title, yeah. in the main book, it's really you've it, it's um the two heroes in the main book are Dead Man, who is in the body of Batman. So it's Batman, but it's Dead Man, and he resurrects the Sandman, not. Morpheus, the guy with the gas mask and the gas gun in the trench coat. Okay. From like the JSA. Right. So it's really those two trying to stop insomnia. They are joined by another hero who jumps out of nowhere, saves their lives. Come with me if you want to live. How are you still awake? I'm highly trained. I've only been up for hours. I feel like I've been up for weeks, but I'm doing everything I've been trained to do to stay awake. And it is none other than Damian Wayne. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) And it's great. It's just great. Like of all the heroes, Damian Wayne had the wherewithal to stay awake. I love it. Love it. But he's like, the nightmares keep trying to pull me in. He's like, I am on borrowed time, but here's what you got to do. So it was just really cool to see like Damian Wayne being like one of the baddest asses on the planet. Because we love that little faggot in training. Love it. And I believe you read something? 
I did. I read an image comic by a little man named Rick Remender. I don't know if you oh, remember. Oh, is he a little man? Do you, do you rem- I don't know. I've no. I've no. I've never seen. I don't know what he looks like. I don't know if you remember Remender, but he wrote a little book called X Force, Un- Un- Uncanny X Force. Right. All of it. Yes. Um, love his stuff. Um, he doesn't really do a lot of Marvel stuff anymore, but he has a new book called The Sacrificers. And the reason I picked it up is I just thought the art looked really cool. Um, the artist is Max Fiumara. I don't know anything else he's done. Okay. Um, and uh, basically, it's uh, it takes place in a weird world where um, uh, it's it's very much like you know uh, it's uh, it's similar to. Um, Wind, where it's like a mythical world yeah. where there's like different areas, but it's also similar yes. to Bojack Horseman, where everybody is a different kind of animal type, and some people are human, but some people okay. are kind of animals. Yeah. Um, and anyway, in this world, um, everyone, in order for the world to work, every year there's a thing called the harvesting. And or it's maybe not every year. It's once every generation or something. Maybe I they haven't explained it all yet, which is what I like. Where they're not overly telling you the plot. You're kind of discovering it as it goes yeah. along. But yeah, um, you that. have to give one of your children up um, for the harvesting. Oh my God. Oh and my God. I'm assuming they're 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 sacri- they're sac- this is called the sacrificers. So I don't know if they're thrown into a lava pit, but they're basically killed. <laughs> And it's showing you this one world where it's like a little family of like birds that live on this farm. Um, And one of the birds is like being shoved out and he's being forced to live in the farm area and they're all like ignoring him. And it's clearly because he's being chosen. Um, They're going to send him off um, for the harvesting. And then later you find out that they did have another one chosen that they were like, letting live in squalor so that they wouldn't love it. But then he died, <laughs> I guess, because oh. they were treating it so terribly. So then they had to take another one of their kids and start treating it like garbage. Um. Anyway, it's also showing you uh, just like the king and queen and like there's a daughter. And supposedly you find out that the daughter of like the king and queen and this one bird boy who was then taken to the harvesting to be sacrificed, that those two are going to change the whole entire they're going to rewrite take history. it all down yes. yes so you're kind of let in like these two people are going to take it all down and i'm like oh okay interesting i don't see how that's going to happen but it was the art is really pretty and it's it's a pretty yeah. interesting take i liked it nice that's one i'll check out the you know there's another person i want to mention talking about flame con um okay. james tinney in the fourth was there Oh, did you see him? Did you talk to him? Did you get something signed? I saw him. I didn't talk to him. Um, But he had like collections of wind and house of slaughter and something killing the children. Um, And he has a new book out. I haven't read it yet, but I'm holding issue one in my hand. It looks really cute. It's called the oddly pedestrian life of Christopher chaos. Is that a new one? It's got what looks it's a new one. I'm holding number one in my hand. It's got what looks to be a queer youth on the cover, so that'd be fun if Christopher Chaos was not straight. Love it. But it looks, I'm flipping through it right now. I have no idea what's happening, but it looks cool. So I'll report back on that maybe next week. Okay, great. 
We'll have a lot of things to talk about next week. I hadn't thought of it. Do you know? Okay, here's my pickup line for James Tinney and the Fourth. Hey, something is killing the children. It's my butt after you (laughs) dumped your babies in. (laughs) (laughs) You see, they have nowhere to go because I'm not. uh, I don't have female anatomy inside me, so they'll be killed like so much children. If you know what I mean, like your book. Want to have sex? I think that would work. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's that's it for today. I believe. I think oh, we covered no. the comics. Oh no, we covered um, all the comics. We'll, yep, we'll talk about some gay stuff next week. We'll talk Heartstopper. We'll talk Red, Harley White, Quinn. And Royal Blue, Harley Quinn. Um, there will be more X books. I think we are getting what I feel is going to be the gayest of the fall of X books, Dark X Men. We'll have that for you next week, and we'll have some chlamydia and syphilis. Yes, we will. That was a great Harley Quinn joke, by the way. Oh, please! Like you're going to be the first person to come back from a business conference conference without chlamydia. <laughs> Yay! All right, we'll talk more about that next week. Um, All right, but until then. Uh, if you are going to read comics, I want you to know something. What? If you read comics, well, then that makes you... What? <gasps> Queer. Queer. Bye. 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 Bye.